Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. I don't need a Google alert to know I'm always top of mind. I don't serve the tea, I spill it. <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face watching you do that. That was really good. I, I, thank you. I wouldn't know that you couldn't because you're anonymous uh, and I can't see you. I almost, but started, I'm so cracking, into I almost it. started cracking up. That was really Listen, funny. If I can if I can bring a smile to your face to your day, everything's gonna be all right. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode <laughs> 220. And I am so excited for this a very special guest. You know this person as in the words of none other than Elle magazine, the world's most addictive gossip Instagram. You will have noticed from the episode notes who they are. You can also get a little fun little voice distorter, a voice costume, shall we say. Like, <laughs> I like love nothing that. that. Right? Like nothing a, a New York housewife could even create. But I am so overwhelmed, thrilled, encouraged, just uh, full full feelings of everything to be joined by none other than Demois. Thank you. Demois, how are you? I'm good. I, I also want to tell you that in honor of being on your podcast, I'm drinking Lover Boy. I went to <gasps> Whole Foods and <sighs> I saw it and I was like, I have to get it. I'm going to be on Sarah's podcast tonight talking about Bravo. So... I felt like it was like really appropriate to be drinking Loverboy. I never tried it before. Have you ever tried it? 
Okay, so I haven't tried it, although I did, thanks to Kyle and Amanda, did do a giveaway for it on IG. So um, BCC Kyle and Amanda, please send me some because I would like to try it. I actually never have, which is terrible. And on Andy's Girls, we used to do... Uh, well, it's hard to do now in COVID times, but at the beginning of the episode, I would have like a cocktail. So it would be a skinny girl something or LVP's sangria or Ramono Pino G, whatever it is. And I haven't done that in a while, but maybe we should bring it back. But tell me, what are your thoughts? What flavor are you drinking? Okay. How are you feeling about it? Is it fruity? Yeah, is it thanks clean? for asking. I do want to review it. Um, so I'm drinking the white tea peach. And it says it's kissed with lavender, although I don't taste any lavender at all. Um, it's zero sugar, which you can kind of tell because it has a little bit of like that saccharine aftertaste. But I don't mind it because it's 90 calories, one gram of carbohydrates. It's not sweet. It's not sweet at all. So I feel I like that. I could drink. Like I, I'm going to have another. Like I'm almost done with my first one. But I also feel like it's not really giving me a buzz. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could have one glass of wine and, like, kind of feel drunk. This, I feel like I'm kind of, it's not affecting me. Like, I need more alcohol content. Actually, let me check the alcohol content. 4.2%. That's, like, That's low. Is That's that pretty low? low. I think it is. I'm so bad. I'm just like put it in my mouth and swallow. No, honestly. yeah. Usually <laughs> I am too. And I usually wouldn't look at the alcohol content. But now that I'm like, I'm almost done with my first one and I kind of feel like I just had a seltzer water. Like, I'm wondering if that's low. No. Tell me again what the na- what the flavor was. Did you say it was peach? Yeah. It's white tea peach. White and then it says it's kissed with lavender. But I taste no lavender. It tastes like a sugar-free Jolly Rancher. That's what it tastes like. Ooh. A sugar-free peach Jolly Rancher, like diluted in water. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't no, want... No, no, Because I, I love Amanda. I think she's a doll. Um, I think it... I mean, I would definitely buy it again. I'll say that. The peach is... Diff- you know... That's a difficult fruit flavor, to be honest. That's a difficult thing to, like, get right. And also when you're doing it with this, like, almost – they've essentially created, like, it's a fun, flirty brand, but it's also wellness-related because they do leave out the sugars and everything else, which I personally love. I have heard of people using it, like, adding it to, like, vodka. I don't know if you could do a champ situation because I feel like – the bubbles would fuck with the bubbles. No, but... it's not that carbonated. You... Now, oh, it isn't. Okay, so I don't want to say which Whole Foods <laughs> I go to because I talk about okay. Whole Foods a lot. But I went to Love. a very popular Whole Foods, and mm-hmm. I, you know, there were it was fully stocked. I grabbed the first case, so I don't think it's expired, but it's not that carbonated. I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. And it's fully chilled. Oh, yeah. It's been in my refrigerator since this afternoon. So wine has 5.5% alcohol. And this oh, so and this is almost low. that. Yeah, 42 
I wonder, AGs, let us know your thoughts if you've tried Loverboy. I mean, I know that they just came out with like, or not just came out. Well, they came out with some sort of like espresso combo that sounds really good that I think they sold out of. Also, their merch is sensational, which is all Amanda. Like she designed the fuck out of it and then said on an episode of Summer House that they made like 250K just on apparel in the last, I want to say year, like they're killing the game. And it just so happens that, I mean, like Kyle came on Summer House as an entrepreneur. He was launching swimsuit trunks. He was working, working on a bunch of different shit. And they have been able to really successfully monetize the brand while also including it as plot on the show in a way that feels organic, which is very difficult to do. And they should be commended for it. I mean, it's and the branding is fucking adorable. I mean, it's it's the best branding, alcohol branding I've seen in a really, really long time. And I'm actually going back for my second. I'm going in for my second. Do it, Demois. <laughs> you ha- your name is Demois, too. I, two and you. I mean, it has I li- to be. I like to get no drunk when I... My new thing is to be drunk on podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm here for it. Um, I am, um, I'm here for it. I'm spiritually here for it. Uh, I, I have a chilled bottle of water, but I'm going to pretend it's... I'm turning it into wine. Look at me. Well, the Jesus of podcast. Next time you have to have uh, some lover boy. Oh my God, I would love to. It would be, I mean, I'm very curious now. I'm surprised about the carbonation. I wonder I was if surprised that was a too. specific choice. Wait, let me open it. Hold on. Can Do you hear it? this? Uh, can we? Can you hear this? Here. Did you hear that? Oh, that sounded pretty wonderful. crisp. That sounded pretty that... crisp. But maybe this one, this one's a little more bubbly. I'm not going to lie. Maybe you were right. Maybe it needed to be chilled a little more. I think that does. This one's way ever... more carbonated. I'm not just yep. fucking around and saying that. It really is. No, I believe you. And uh, Demois would not lie. Um, I do think that has something to do with it. Because have you ever had, like, God forbid, like, you try to super chill a glass or, or rather a bottle of bubbly. And if it's not fully chilled, it does not taste as crisp. There is something about that full chill. Yeah. That does affect it. I also wonder with like the container and stuff. Well, I was just if the chill helps like, support it. Yeah, I was just gonna say I probably fucked up when I got home. I didn't take it out of the box. I just threw the whole box in the refrigerator, which I probably should have taken it out of the box. You know what? To be honest, I wouldn't have thought of it. I wouldn't have thought of taking it out. So I mean, listen, Instagram account of the people doing the same shit that we would all do. Yeah. <laughs> putting stuff in the fridge listen i'm so glad you're drinking because i want to get all the goss there is and get your thoughts on the shows so i have to start by telling you how obsessed i am as are literally many hundreds of thousands of people with the joy essentially that you bring so many of us each day if there was um an elevator pitch style summary that you were to share with someone who hadn't heard of Demois to explain, I don't know, the spiritual vibe of the account, like what it is that you do, what you love to do, what would you say? Um, okay, First, that's a great question. And no one's ever asked me that, not even a reporter. And they <laughs> should be asking me that question because I always like to say, and I think that it's, you know, um, 
a point that needs to be made is that it's not just a gossip account. That's like actually like if you were to list everything that I thought it was, that like the third or fourth item on the list would be a gossip account. Like I don't I don't look at it as that. I know a lot of people do. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think you either get it or you don't. And it sounds like Sarah, you get it. Like it's a community. It's a community. I was literally thinking community. Yeah, <laughs> it, sorry, go ahead. It's <laughs> a community <laughs> that was built during I would, you know, say the hardest time in mm-hmm. all of our young lives. Like, you know, most mm-hmm. of my um, followers are in their 20s and 30s. So I would say it was built during a time where people were scared. People were not knowing what was going going to happen in their lives and, mm-hmm. you know, their own lives and the country's future. And it was a distraction. It was a distraction for me. It was a distraction for them. So we all just, like, kind of came together and... um use this IG account as a way to I used it as a way to sort of like make the time go by faster until you know we had answers about what our future was going to be I know that sounds like sappy and corny but that's it it doesn't at all it doesn't at all yeah and I think like people use it as like an outlet for entertainment an outlet for their grievances um, to connect to somebody, to talk to somebody. And now that the community has been built, I think people like Mm -hmm. to use it as a resource for things that have to do with pop culture or things that just, you know, have to do with life. Like the whole restaurant recommendation thing, like, Mm, you know, we could say that, yeah, like we want to know where the celebs go, but at the end of the day, like I think people are, just looking for good rec- restaurant recommendations. Like my friend said to me today, he's like, are you the new Zagats? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know how this fucking <laughs> yes. started. Like, it started with the spotted. Like, people were using that as a way to get restaurant recommendations in their city. And then everyone was like, can you make a list? Can you make a list? Can you make a list? So now, like, these lists started. And yeah, like, it's cool to go to the same restaurants as celebrities, but I think that the majority of the people just want a good restaurant reputation. I feel like, first off, I totally agree. I actually, I'm a foodie and I screenshot your New York recommendations, which were, I think, like two or three stories long because I was like, yep, I agree with so much of this and so much of this I hadn't even thought of. Like it's, it was A++. And I think the reason, one of the many reasons that Demois has caught on with so many people is there has always been a fascination with celebrity, but the idea of celebrity has changed, certainly in like the last several years, especially where there were different ways of becoming famous that hadn't existed prior in uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, even being like a prominent voice on Twitter, now TikTok. Um, that have enabled people to be able to reach a a point of fame that may not have been possible if they weren't a performer, a writer, or someone in a quote-unquote normal job in entertainment. And so much of the idea of celebrity now is about famous people ensuring 
the ways that they're kind of standoffish, but also approachable at the same time. Like, you know, so-and-so does a cover story on Vogue and they're wearing haute couture, but they're talking about how they love avocado toast and watching, you know, I don't know, Sunday morning news or something. Like yeah. they're the combination of the- Yes, there's the, exactly the relatability is very important for one's brand. And what is so interesting about Demois is so much of it discusses celebrities from all areas of fame, but does so in a way that's intrinsically approachable that even if somebody is not coming off in a way that feels relatable, almost especially when the community of followers of Dermois folks feel really connected to it. And they feel connected to discussing these people who we talk about more when it comes to their personal life than we do their professional brand. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think like relatability is mm -hmm. the reason why people like reading things like a coffee order or restaurant order or what kind of skincare products they use because it's attainable to them. So that's the information that people were craving and that I was, you know, trying to provide um, with the community that was built. So that's why I think people like it. Now, people also get really turned off by that. They get like angry because they follow the mm. account thinking that it's going to be like 24-7, like this one does drugs, this one had a threesome, this one is cheating. And, and you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, like, that stuff is, yeah, like, it's interesting every once in a while. But, like, at the end of the day, to me, like, that's a given. Yes, all celebrities are going to party. All celebrities are going to have sex. You know, like, all celebrities, they're people. They're going to have relationships where they cheat. Like, how many, you know, DMs can I read and post that say the same thing like that? So I think to sprinkle in, like, the more relatable content, like, what you're talking about is what, makes it interesting and if you you know understand that and want that kind of content then it's the place for you if it's you know if you don't then it's not like i i've honestly when i tell you people have gotten angry with me about mm. you know it being boring or this is not what you're supposed to be and i say to them like okay how are you telling me like what the account is supposed to be like i created the account i run the account at I've been doing it for the past 14 months, like pretty much seven days a week. So, you know, it's not ever going to be one thing. It's, it's, it's always evolving and it's always changing. So, Do you find yourself connecting with some of the folks who are featured on the account in terms of a quote unquote normal person who becomes a celebrity or famous or, or whatever it is? and has to grapple with the fact that there's a loss of anonymity. I mean, you're talking right now with a voice distorter. You have done an excellent job of maintaining your own privacy and anonymity. Is any of that related to the fact that you know from hearing all of these stories of celebs what can happen when a person, you know, becomes professionally public? No, I don't, that's not the reason... Um, why I choose to stay private. I think that I just, I have no desire to have any sort of like notoriety attached to my own name personally. Um, 
if I want to end the account tomorrow, like, I just want that to be it. I want it to be over. Yeah. I don't, you know, not that, like, you know, a, we, we, it's very insular. Like, you think a lot of people know about it, but, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, probably not that many people do know about the account. But just on the off chance that they did and I was, like, out in the wild and they heard my name, I wouldn't necessarily you know, want it to be associated with that because it's, you know, it's a hobby for me and it's something that happened by accident, which I don't think a lot of people who came in late really understand. It wasn't anything that was premeditated. It was something that sort of just happened accidentally and I just rolled with it to see where it was going to go. Um, like I said, in the beginning, it was a distraction. And then, you know, I started getting press requests and I was like, wait, this is like kind of crazy. Like the New York times wants to talk to me. Like, okay. So, so I just like, I rolled with it and it like became this thing that, like I said, some people get and some people don't, but if I just want to end it and resume my normal life, I want to be able to do that seamlessly. I don't know if I came forward and, you know, said my name and started talking about myself personally, if I would necessarily be able to do that. There's also a lot of crazy people out there. Like, I would never want to put my friends or family in jeopardy because, like, a crazy Harry Styles fan is mad at me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the fandoms are crazy, and that's also another reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm no longer on Twitter because I just started. I felt my soul <laughs> sinking the longer I was on it. So I got the hell off. Um, yeah, I mean, Twitter's the worst of them. Right. Reddit's Twitter's the like worst. Accessible when it, yeah, no, Reddit is actually the, yeah, Reddit's the number one. Um, When it comes to getting that kind of pushback from these wild wild and crazy kids these stands how do you kind of put that aside are you able to just put it into its own category and say okay like they just don't get it like these no, are the, people when are... i say when i say the people that don't get it i don't mean them like they're worse they're like actually functioning adults who have professional jobs that i've read wrote like really petty and catty things about the account on Twitter. Not the kids. Like, the kids, like, oh, whatever. I'm talking about, like, okay. I'm talking about real people, like, adults with jobs, with blue check marks, like, writing oh, no. really petty and stupid things about the account on Twitter. And then, like, surprised when I see it or respond. It's like, you're putting it on a social platform. If you don't want anyone to see it, then don't put it out there. And, I, you know, I have the right to defend myself. So don't act surprised when I come for you. But I, I try not to get, I try not to like bring any of that to Instagram, but a lot of that does happen behind the scenes. What a downer, because I think, I mean, reading them, you really don't cut deep in any way. And if somebody has a critical experience with a certain celebrity or prominent person, it's their experience exactly, that you but are It makes sharing. people so angry. This Like, I don't think anyone understands because, like I said, like, I don't bring it to Instagram because I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, bore the masses with, like, the drama of, like, unwell people on Twitter. But, like, people <laughs> get angry. 
like people get legitimately wow. angry about the tone of the account. Like it's it's wild. It's actually insane and wild. And I pray for them because they need to like touch grass. But I, it boggles my mind. Like it's mind boggling. So that's what I mean. I don't mean the stance. Like they're oh, they're a different kind of crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they you know they say things, but they're like kids, and you can tell the way it's written that like kid is saying it. You know, like mm-hmm. no, I'm talking about like a whole another breed of people. Well, speaking of the kids, there are times in which there's like TikTokers and people reference where I'm thinking like, I am enjoying this. I have literally no idea who anyone is from the TikToker or YouTube or like YouTube beauty community 98.7% of the time, but I enjoy it. I enjoyed reading about these people um, and imagining who they could be. Um, When it comes to getting in so many sightings of people, have you broadened your interests in order to like understand who these people even are when someone is, you know, sending you some scoop about, I don't know, a collab that hasn't been announced or so-and-so signed on to do a partnership or, you know, you saw them at Starbucks or whatever and they were losing their minds, whatever it is. Have you found yourself exploring other areas of celebrity fame entertainment that you hadn't prior to starting the account? Um, no, <laughs> there's just no, not time because there's yeah. so many people that are interested in so many things that I can't possibly mm-hmm. cover them all. I'm one person. Like, I have to go with what the masses are asking for. For example, the Formula One thing. Like, if I have a bunch of people being like, do you have Formula One gossip? Do you have Formula One gossip? Like, the first person all who asks right. me, I'm just probably like, no, yeah, no. And, like, don't think about it again. But then by the 10th person DMing me, asking about it, I'm like, okay, wait, this is something that people want to know about that I should probably post about. So, like, something like that, like, I'll post about it, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like, I'll personally deep dive into it. I just don't have that kind of time. So, Mm -hmm. that's as far as it'll go. Maybe a Google search, but that's it. Um, The YouTube people, no. Like, I'll get the occasional, you know, do you have anything about this person or that person? And I'm like, who's that? And they'll be like, YouTube. They're really popular. And I'm like, no. It's, if it's just like a one-off, I, I can't like get into it. But like I said, if it's like somebody who's constantly asked for, then I will post about it. Except for the Deckers. Like, I, I just can't go there. It's too, there's too much. I, I have no idea, like, were they on an e-show? Like, I never watched I it. Know. Like, people hate her. Like, I, I don't know. I can't get into that for some reason. <laughs> so that's one thing I won't post about. Well, it's interesting to me just talking about the different areas because obviously Andy Scrolls is a Bravo-based show, you know, diving into sort of the reality behind reality TV. And Bravo does have a major footprint in demois content i mean there are constantly sightings or stories or scoop about bravo lebs um one that correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like this began on demois there was a period of time in which ramona uh beloved new york housewife ramona singer was posting normal photos of herself in her new york apartment while partying in St. Bart, and this is obviously during COVID times, 
Well, Do you remember this? I I probably never made the distinction that she was posting at home in insane farts, but I 100% um, posted her insane farts among a lot of other vacation locales during yeah. COVID. So <laughs> yep, that's I probably like never made that distinction because I don't go on her account. But yes, mm-hmm. if you saw her in St. Barth, if you saw her in Florida, I think there was a couple other warm weather locations that she visited <laughs> um, that I definitely posted. Oh, Nantucket. She was in Nantucket. Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely posted those because I get her all the time. She's someone that people that don't like Bravo get mad about. Like enough with the housewives, enough, you know, nobody cares about the housewives. And I'm like, um, hold the fuck up. It's my account. And I care about the housewives. I will never not stop posting about the housewives. Sorry, not going to happen. Like, don't Which follow. we appreciate. I also feel like one could p- place a bet on the over-under of, is Ramona going to be a dick to you if you meet her IRL? Because the chances are high that she's I am not going to want to selfie. I'm, I'm willing to risk my anonymity to hang out with Marona. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, that's how much, like, she fascinates me. How how has that fascination changed or has it deepened, deepened since deepened. real tell me about that how so oh, I want her life like besides the fact that she's like completely narcissistic and doesn't know like anything that you know outside of her like 2 mile radius bubble that is happening besides right. that which is like maddening like be more self aware she is just like she is living her best life and she, she looks great. She's partying. Great. She's going to all these places. Like, who wouldn't want that? She's dating. You know, like, it's fascinating. Like, she doesn't give a shit. Age does not matter to her. And I love that about her. I think that that should be celebrated. That, that she's not, you know, she's not saying, like, I, she might be almost 65. She's She might be older than that. I isn't mean, she? Oh, she's around there. I she's around she's like mid, mid to, 60 yeah. 60 to 65. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, think I look right. at her and I'm like, you know, that is like how, you know, not the narcissistic part and not the fact that she treats people like shit, but just like the way she lives life. Like, and also, you know, I don't want to condone that she probably didn't, you know, adhere to any COVID protocols she like for did. the past not nine months. Not like, a I, single. She went out of her way to cough on people. She was like, this is me living I, my I, best like, life. A chew. Locked yeah. myself in my apartment for nine months. So mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't be me. But just like her living her life at her age. She's, you know, she's divorced. Like it didn't stop her. She doesn't miss the beat. I can't imagine her being depressed. Like, is she depressed? Does she get depressed? She wouldn't tell us if she was. I don't think that she, I don't know that she would be, oh, I don't know that she's connected to herself in that way. And I don't mean that as an insult. I Just to say that she spiritually doesn't open that door. I mean, I just want to know, like, does she ever spend a day, like, under the covers, like, binge watching TV? Does she, she ever do that? Like, I'm going to say she's going out, she's enjoying herself, she's working out, she's having a glass of wine. Like, what keep, what keeps her going? Like, what makes her tick? I know people say that she's, like, a huge social climber. Mm-hmm. They've said it on the show, and they've said it um, 
to me in the DMs. And it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she really tries to hide it. Um, so maybe that's what keeps her up. Like, just having to be at the next party, having to be, you know, invited to the next dinner. Like, maybe that's why she doesn't stop. Maybe when you're on that ascension to, like, socialite, socialite, there's no there's no time to sit on the couch and eat a bag of chips. I don't know. I would love to ask her. Yeah, I don't. I totally agree with you. And I think that she's not she is not interested in the kind of self-reflection that requires a level of vulnerability that doesn't feel good. I mean, look at her reaction to Sonia in this past episode. Sonia saying, listen, I'm not talking about being suicidal, but I am saying that I do want to check out in the sense that I just kind of want to disconnect from my life. And Ramona's response to that isn't necessarily, oh my gosh, like let's unpack that. You know, like what is it about what you're experiencing that makes you feel... Um, uninterested or unworthy of feeling present, you know, like what's the pressure behind that? Her response was saying in a confessional, like positive energy, just be, be positive, be yada, yada, which is, you know, that's a nice desktop calendar to have or whatever, but that's not how a person deals with, that's not a help to someone who is feeling anxiety, anxiousness, whatever Sonia is going through. And I think it's because Ramona doesn't necessarily allow herself to feel that way. I mean, with Mario, she was super closed off because she was desperate to keep it. And then she went straight into single and hot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she doesn't miss a beat. She doesn't stop. She's always doing something. So maybe there is, like you said, there's no downtime for her to really Mm -hmm. sit and reflect and be like, fuck, like, what have I done? Like, how have I treated people? Like, she just is always moving. Like, you've seen the sightings of her. Ramona's mm-hmm. at the walking in the park. Ramona's at the gym. Ramona's at Bar Italia. Ramona's on, you know, the 80th and 3rd. Like, she's, <laughs> she's everywhere. And, I mean, maybe that's, like, part of her defense mechanism with dealing with real issues that she most definitely have. I mean... Every time she needs someone to feel bad for her, she brings up her childhood. So there's obviously some unresolved feelings there um, Mm -hmm. and issues. And she makes it sound like pretty bad. You know, she's Mm -hmm. not just like, I had a hard childhood. She's like, my father was abusive. She like slips it in there. Like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty huge statement to make. Um, So I'm sure she has a lot of, I mean, we know she has a lot of issues, but I'm sure she has, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of unresolved childhood and young adulthood issues that she probably never got support for back then. And that stuff sticks with you, you know, unless you deal with it or, you know, however, go to therapy or whatever your therapy is, unless you deal with it, it sticks with you your whole life, whether you're 21 or 61. So she Mm -hmm. still has that stuff, I think with her um I completely agree and I think that you know with Ramona there was this moment where they're at their um fake ham ham cello we'll call it 
And she's talking about the fact that, you know, they're having this moment with this like spiritual advisor and everybody, everyone's opening up. And she says, you know, I don't have any family. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I do not have any family. Avery is the only family that I have, which is a really what about sister? powerful. Yeah, what's going on? Exactly. What's going on? She was at the birthday party. Remember, like last season or two seasons ago. Ramona had that all-woman birthday party, and she got the Gucci purse from her friends. Her sister was there. She forced them to pay for her. Yeah. yeah. Um, imagine going to a birthday party and saying, I cannot you – know what? We didn't talk about that on the reunion nearly as long as, enough that we needed to. For her to say to people, you must put in $100 to purchase this specific bag for me and then surprise me so I can run around screaming – a woman with 50 friends in her 60s is forcing them to buy her a purse and she makes many hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on New York plus every plus god forbid who knows how much she's making on like ageless by Ramona probably a significant amount uh yeah a wild moment but yeah for Ramona first off a where is what's going on with the sister let's unpack it and b you know, she talks about not having family, which is a very uh, humbling statement to say, something that I think many, many people can empathize with. Who has a perfect relationship with their family or who has who has not, you know, suffered the loss of a family member and is trying to figure out how to fill that void or move on with it with, you know, a little bit of a living wound and for Ramona to open up and say this vulnerable thing and then also be like, and my friends are my family. And I'm thinking, okay, well, are they like, there is, I don't see the connection. You know, friendship is different for everyone, but Ramona's a relatively toxic person. And so it's, she's a little self-destructive. Yeah. yeah. I think she's just saying her friends are her family because maybe she does feel like she has no one else. But, like, yeah. wasn't Elise, like, her best friend? And then she was able to just, like, throw her aside last season. Because Elise has been around for a really long time in the background. Like, if you've watched mm-hmm. Housewives for however many years, years like, you would, you'd recognize Elise. Like, her and Ramona really were friends for a long time. And then they're on a show one season, and now that's over. Like, what kind of friend does that, you know, make, is, is that you know, make Ramona out to be that her friends are her family. I think she's probably like a really lonely person at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why she, you know, and I'm again, I'm not excusing her actions, but like maybe that's why she acts the way she does sometimes. I do have to say that she's way more self-aware now than she was a few seasons mm-hmm. ago. So, you know, I, I, I say all the time, like people can't change, but like maybe they can but also maybe she's just changing for the camera. Maybe she does, you know, she, she's not stupid. She knows how to diffuse the situation when mm-hmm. people are pointing the finger at her. And that's by crying or apologizing. And I, I think that's what she does. And she, that's what she had to learn over the way, you know, over time. So maybe it's not so much she changed. Maybe she just learned how to manipulate um, the finger pointing. Yeah, I think that maybe Ramona has adjusted a right. little bit. And and yet the idea of celebrity, friendship, fame, and the valuation of being on Housewives, I think is very different in New York than any other franchise. And I look at 
you know, the Elise and Ramona, the dissolution of that relationship. And I also look at Luann and Barbara Kay, who were very good friends for a number of years. And all that it took was a single season of Barbara being a friend of for that shit to fall fully down, like fall fully apart. And one has to wonder, especially for these women who have been in each other's lives pre housewives for, we're talking like over 10 years, over 20 years who seem to value each other's friendship, who go on a reality show that's ostensibly about friendships in this very specific circle of friends to watch the intersection of fame and, you know, previous existing friendships with these women who are now interested in accessing some of that celebrity that was very rare in their friend circles. I'm guessing that in Luann's friend circle, she's the only reality TV star and Ramona's friend circle. She's the only reality TV star. And so if you're willing to enjoy that and not judge her or ostracize her for it, and I think that celebrity has changed in a number, a number of ways in the last several years, there's going to be a competitive edge when your good pal is like, cool, cool, cool. I'm yeah. coming on six apps. Well, that's what happened with Priest and Melissa. I mean, maybe they didn't like each other a little bit before, but that I think was the demise of their relationship was the fact that Melissa came on the show. I mean, I don't know if Priest has admitted that. I know she denied it like vehemently in the beginning, but I've heard like, you know, from having, from, Giving this out, like I've heard, like she's still not over that. She's still not over that fact. So I agree. I think that Teresa said at one point that Melissa signed on to, and I don't know how much of this is true, but she had said publicly at one point that Melissa signed on to doing the show without her knowledge, or producers asked Melissa to be on it without her knowledge, which fed into an already existing feud that then right. exploded on reality tv you know i would be pissed too if that was my sister-in-law and she didn't tell me like that's fucked up and you know back to your um competitiveness analogy like i agree with you 100 percent. but like if that was me and i was on a reality show my best friend or my good friend who i like was also asked to be on it after i'd already been on it a couple seasons i would be psyched i'd be like yeah, like, this is going to be so fun. Like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't let it ruin our friendship. I mean, I guess I'm trying to remember what Elise did to really piss off Ramona. But it was like, yeah, there was one thing. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? There was one thing that really just was, like, the end of it for them. And I can't think of what it was because it was, have a rewatch. Was it that Elise was bringing up something that I don't even remember, to be honest? Was it Elise bringing up something that Ramona had said or something? Something about, uh, okay, the word of the word started after Sonia accused Elise of betraying Ramona. And then Elise did some shit. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't even that bad. I feel like it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't even that bad. It was just like maybe words were said and then. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember, like, Elise pestering Ramona. Like, Ramona, Ramona, mm-hmm. like, aren't you going to talk to me? Aren't we going to talk this out? And Ramona just, like, ignored her. But I can't remember, like, what the exact thing that was done to make 
Ramona hate Elise so much? And like, who's so, I wonder yeah. who who's Ramona's like BFF now? Every time she oh Missy, that's who's that's who Ramona has been seen with all all um, COVID is Missy. Oh really? Yes. Yep. Tom D'Agostino's former yeah. girlfriend. Missy and Harry Dubin. I mean, I posted some, like, very revealing pictures of, like, Ramona, like, and Harry, like, engaging in some tonsil hockey. I don't know if you saw those. They were, it was over COVID. Um, people got them everywhere. They saw them everywhere. Oh, my God. And Missy was with her a lot. So I think that's her, like, new bestie. But, but Missy's on the show. She's not a cast member, but she's on the show. So she must be doing something that doesn't piss Ramona off as much as Elise. I'm going to have to rewatch now. Yeah. Because same. now I'm like really thinking hard of what it was and I can't pinpoint it, which probably means it was something really stupid. I do know after the show wrapped, Elise went on her IG and was mm-hmm. said some like really petty shit about Ramona. But that was already after the show was over. Um, looking at, I just pulled up an interview that Elise, uh, did where she said it seemingly happened overnight in a recent interview. She revealed that the start of their fallout didn't happen on camera. She said there was a quote unquote triggering event during the night of the haunted house that was not aired. Uh, Elise said what triggered the fight between me and Ramona, which nobody got to see was when she had asked me to come on the show. I said, you know, there are some no go zones for me, certain people in my life, like family members that I'm not willing to discuss. Ramona was very clear on my no go zone. She, Oh, I remember. She assured me this was no problem that night, that dinner after the haunted house, Luann brought it up. I walked away. I was done. That's when Sonia, Ramona and Dorinda were going out for a drink and Sonia and Dorinda both invited me. They saw I was very visibly shaken up and that's when Ramona said I was not welcome to come. This was out of the blue to me. Ramona and I had no falling out. I treated her like family. When Sonia said to her, your friend is upset, Ramona said, well, what are you upset about? I said that I had a no-go zone, and Ramona said to me, well, that's a no-go zone for you. You don't have to talk about it, but we can. She continued, that's what triggered me. I said, with all the things that you want kept confidential, and I respect that, this is what you say to me, so I'm supposed to come on and have your back, but it's open season on me, and I'm not even a full-time cast member. That's what happened. No one got to see it because it happened off camera. Oh, so I'm not crazy. I'm so happy you looked that up because I thought that I was, like, drunk on Lover Boy and just, like, not remembering. <laughs> but apparently no one knew. That's so interesting. So I wonder if the no-go zone was her ex-husband. I'm guessing that's what it is. I also think it was honestly very confusing and muddled. But I think a lot of that, it could be the no-go zone stuff, but I think a lot of that is like regardless of whether or not Ramona asked Elise to come on the show, it changes when your friend is on the show your friend is participating in conversation and your friend is pulling focus. And I think regardless of what Ramona may have done, which sounds passive aggressive at best, there was another aspect there. It was obvious that something like this could end a friendship because it wasn't just this. 
you know, you're being surrounded by cameras and Ramona's realizing this person could do open season on me too. Or I brought her on, but I want to ensure that she knows that she is not full time. I'm the one in charge. Yeah. You know, it's that weird, competitive, toxic spirit that can really hurt real friendships, especially when someone is brought in in a supporting role many, many years in. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm still thinking about what her no-go zone was. I bet she got so much money from her husband, her ex-husband, that she's just, like, not allowed to talk about, about him. So maybe that was brought up and she, like, panicked. You know what I mean? Yeah, and her husband had some legal stuff, too, right? Like, there was some wild and crazy stuff so i mean i'm sure i mean amen you don't get that kind of money well i was just gonna say that like anyone who has like a lot of money there's always like some weird shady issues i'm sorry that's just like the that's the reality of like people with a lot of money in new york i feel like i'm sure anywhere but like don't you feel like especially new york there's always especially new york especially upper east side especially coming in finance right the world of finance that's like the trifecta no, that is, um, that is the trifecta right there. <laughs> a little bit. It does also, it makes me wonder, I don't know your thoughts on this, but, you know, I think about Caroline Manzo now and again. I miss her. I wish she would come back. I don't know that that will happen. But I think that they would need to write a very healthy check. But I wonder how her relationship with Dolores would evolve because Dolores even more than Elise has been or had been a real background, you know, person for many, many seasons of Housewives. She's known all of these women for decades prior to um, coming on the show in a real capacity. And now she is a full-time cast member with a legion of fans and this, you know, interesting storyline with David and um, Frank and I wonder with all of the celebrity that she has accrued how that might shift her relationship with Caroline if Caroline came back do you think that it would change in any way due to Dolores's you know value and power on Jersey no well first of all Dolores's allegiance is with Teresa so so you don't think it is? I mean, it started with Caroline. I think it's Teresa because she knows Teresa the best out of the current cast members. But her, like, BFF was Caroline. Oh, before I don't Teresa? know where they are now. I thought yeah. Dolores was closer in age to Teresa. And they both <gasps> grew up in Patterson, New oh Jersey. Oh, my God. You might be right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Because Joe Gorga said he's known Dolores since she was five. Yeah. So I think that, that, that her allegiance with Teresa just from growing up together. But yeah, you're not wrong. Her and um, Caroline were good friends. Like she, I recall like early, early episodes, she was in the background a lot, like the with Caroline or at Caroline. So I think Dolores is like one of the realest housewives. Like, I don't think she's changed. I don't think she will change. Like, I don't think any of any fame that she's accrued over the past couple seasons would make her any different. I do think Caroline, like speaking of shady money, like I do think there's some shadiness there. And I did hear that she left because, and this is just like such a rumor. I have no idea if it's true. 
there, love it. It was gonna. You probably heard this. I feel like it's like a, it's like a like a Bravo urban legend that um, Albie was having an affair, and that was. Oh no, Wait. you didn't hear that. Not the son. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. No, Albie was having an affair, and that's where the apartment over the brownstone was like allegedly where he would carry on. Yeah. Right? So I that think that that was like happening or going to come out or whatever, and like, or maybe it was like heating up, or maybe she was dealing with it, and that's why she bowed out. Of the, the show. Did you hear that? Or am I making that up? I don't know if that's why she bowed out. I mean, she did get her spinoff, you know, which was ostensibly about her family. But I I think she was checked out. I mean, it's possible that she heard that people might discuss this on upcoming seasons. Absolutely. I mean, she's she also has the benefit of being an outsider to the Giudice Gorga of it all and has an outside ticket to see what happens when family fractures. I mean, she saw it in her, with her own relationship yeah, with Dina, Dina. Who also I, I hear mean, is dating. Somebody, oh my God, somebody sent me like me. this long DM about Dina and how shady she is. This was like kind of recent. And I'm like, can't really like do anything with this because she's not even a current <laughs> cast member. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's like the Bravo fandom that you like are interested in Dina. I don't think that's like a broader Bravo fandom subject mm-hmm. that would like do well on my feed. I mean, I was interested, but yeah, they sent yeah, me this whole thing niche. about how shady she is and her current husband, which we've heard that he's shady. I mean, why is everyone shady? I don't, I mean, in New Jersey, what's going on with family? Um, but did you hear this? Her her ex husband, Caroline's brother in law, just got arrested for allegedly planning the break in and assault that she and her yeah, husband quasi recently endured. Like, there's some, and he hired you know somebody from one of those fun families to to do this. Like, very bad, very bad stuff. Was that proven that he was involved, or? I mean, they were able. I saw the headline. I didn't, like, read into it. Because I was like, Jesus Christ, like, what the hell's happening? I I just, like, skimmed over a headline about it. So this is the crazy thing is, like, I don't remember specifics, but I did read the charges when there was whomever. So he was charged. Oh, yeah, he was indicted. I mean, he's facing a trial. And there's – they have so many – the – Folks in charge, I forget if it was the Southern District or whomever's bringing these charges, but they have copious receipts of his interaction, of her ex-husband Tommy's interactions with this family. I mean, like family as in, you know, Sopranos, you know, Sunday um, sauce style family. Um, Gotta love a family business. Uh, Their interactions with each other. And then apparently after this assault happened or once they negotiated or whatever, this that same person was able to host an event at the brownstone which was essentially comped by tommy which a lot of people took as being especially suspicious because how do you not ask questions when the brownstone is a true family business and you're seeing this event and you're not really getting paid a ton of cash for it why aren't you wondering why but it's a question for another day. I mean, regardless, I will love Chris Manzo, um, uh, Albie's <laughs> brother, Caroline's son, yeah. for the rest of my days. He is my one true love. Oh, I know really? A relationship. Oh, I love him. I fucking 
love Chris Manzo. I've had a crush on him for forever. And he's in a committed relationship. And I think that's really unfortunate. <laughs> Wait, how come also how come Albie's not married yet? Does he still have the same brunette girlfriend that he's had? I think he exchanged one brunette for the other, but the one that he's with now he's had for a while. And and Chris is with his own brunette who he has and guys, I can say this, I'm a blonde. We're we're a bit we're a bitter people. Um, but he has been with his girlfriend in a in a significant um serious relationship for a while too. I wonder why they're dragging their feet. I'm sure Mama Manzo would love to see her Sunny Boys married. Big wedding totally. at the Brownstone. Would love to see it. Allegedly, I don't know if this is true. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I read it on Demo. What? But aren't they filming a reality show at their like hotel or yes. something? LB and Chris? Yeah. I, I did post something about that. Um, I didn't know they had a place at the beach in New Jersey, but apparently they do. And I wonder, is the reality show for Bravo? Nobody, they didn't really specify I have no idea if it's not. I think that is a wild choice someone made. I mean, Bravo just released the slate of upcoming shows through for the next, you know, spinoffs of spinoffs. And Candy's getting another show, a bunch of new shows. And there was no mention of anything, which doesn't mean anything. I mean, it doesn't mean it's not happening. I would just think that if there was an idea of something and filming was significantly underway, that that would have been the time in which it was announced. But I don't know that that filming was significantly underway. I mean, like it might be something that they're picking up now and just starting production on now. Yeah. Cause we're, you know, in a spot with COVID where they're able to do that safely. I mean, I can't wait to see it and see these wonderful brunette brides. <laughs> um, and if they have a double wedding, I will <gasps> show That's up. What they should I will have. Show up. That should be like a Bravo special, like the Manto brother double wedding. I will sneak in and cry. I'll wear all black and be in mourning with a beautiful I can't believe you love shroud. them so much. I'm like kind of shocked. Um, not Albie, who I'm sure is a lovely person. I just really have a lot of affection for Chris. No, I, I, I gather. Was, like, I gather that. <laughs> I could see it in your face. I could see it. I'm, I'm here for it. I wish he was single for you. You know, I, I went, <laughs> I I've been to an event at the Brownstone. Have you ever been to the Brownstone? Oh, I haven't had the pleasure, but tell me everything. Um, It's like a very typical New Jersey, like, catering hall. It's like nothing mm -hmm. special. Love it, love it. And this was before the show, so I didn't, or maybe the show was filming, and I just, I, mean, I didn't look out for them or anything, but I wish I had seen them. But, yeah, it's nothing special. Like, the food isn't that good. It's, like, whatever. It's, like, fake Italian. Do you know what I mean by fake Italian? I it's, like, totally chicken do. parmesan and, like, things you wouldn't. Okay, I don't want to say this just in case, like, anyone from the Brownstone is hearing this and, like, going to come <laughs> after me. Like, maybe they didn't serve chicken parmesan, but, like, I just feel like it's not the same type of food that you would have if you were eating in Italy. I, I'm sure. Or, I'm or sure like, Via Corota, yeah. which I always post about. You know, the yeah. restaurant in the city. <laughs> it's, too, so. Yes, yeah. it's a little bit different. It's not like that. Via Corota <laughs> status. <laughs> slightly different yeah but it is i mean it is an example of there the niche bravo community it's not even niche the bravo community is niche in the sense that 
there are things that we get that we treasure that won't necessarily make sense to anyone else, i.e. going to the brownstone is the experience, which does technically include food, but it's really the selfie in front of a sign. And if you can flag down a family member and well, get a little pick. You can't go there and eat. You know that, right? It's like a banquet no, hall. You have party. to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Of yeah, yeah, no, it's it's you go there for a huge wedding or a huge christening, which may or may not go well, or right. any kind of private, likely family yeah. or whatever else event. I went to a, a bridal to... shower there. That's what that's oh. what I went to. And I also have oh, to wow. say, I I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I went to the oh. face. Did you? <laughs> yes. Was Lauren there? Yes, she was. And I had to, like, play cool, you know? I couldn't be like, oh, my God, I, like, love the Housewives. (laughs) I, like, went to cafes and shops. I bought a T-shirt and (gasps) I forget what else. Maybe a lip gloss or something. It was, like, kind of cute. It wasn't bad. I don't know why it didn't. I don't know why it wasn't more successful. I don't. I mean, I don't. That is that is niche. I don't know, but I'm glad that you had a good experience. She was love. She was really nice. I mean, I don't know if she knew that, like, I noticed her or the person mm-hmm. I was with noticed her. Um, but she was totally nice, happy to support. I still have the T-shirt that I bought from Cafe. It doesn't, like, say oh Cafe on it. It was, like, she had, like, a, she had, like, a little boutique in the back of Cafe. So that's where we shop. So I still, like, have the Cafe T-shirt that I bought there. And the makeup I don't have it was a while ago but yeah it is fascinating to me in the sense that like we're talking about Kevin I my my heart leapt as soon as you said Lauren Manzo's beloved sort of beauty bar yeah it was and right and the brownstone and all these places which in our own Epcot world means something so you go to you know the Regency which isn't anything the Regency is a it's nice it's a nice bar hotel yeah it's a business hotel bar yeah that Ramona and her ilk would go to. It's not, you know, like the Carlisle. It's a very specific kind of person that goes there, especially if you're a New Yorker and you're going to get an overpriced glass of Pinot G and just like live your best life and shoot the shit. I mean, these are places that nobody would think about, let alone New Yorkers, until they secure a place in housewife's history and also our hearts. And then they become this other thing, this idea, which is kind of great, honestly. Wait, now you have me thinking, like, what other places in New York are like that? Um, Boutique, rest in peace. I've been to Boutique. <laughs> I can't have even. Have you? Yes, I'm so embarrassed to even admit it. Yeah, I've been to a I... birthday party there. And then after... The after party was like, I think you like walk through the kitchen or something. You walk through the back and it's like a secret bar, right? Am I right or wrong? That's what boutique is. I think so. It's in, I it was in Midtown. It. it was in Midtown. Yeah. It's a yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah. It was in, in the like front. The yeah. Right. Yeah. But I went, I've been there. A restaurant in the front and a bar in the back. It was fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I could, I mean, in a cheesy way, I could see why they liked it. I mean, Sushi Rocks, rest in peace again. Oh, that doesn't exist anymore? 
No, it's gone. No, I've never been there. Or perhaps very surprisingly, Sushi Rocks did not make it. And this was years before COVID. I remember the episode that you're talking about, um, but I've never been there. Anything that's open that, like, I can go to, I'm, like, trying to think. Maybe one of your listeners will hear this and DM us, like, I mean, I feel like we need a list. This yeah. needs to be an Andy's Girls Durham Walk collab. I'm we into know it. where you're going to go to dinner in New York. We need to know when you are feeling frisky, a la Ramona Singer, what spots do you go to that are still around? I'll pose that. Um, I'm posing it now, guys. Slide into my uh, email at um, what is it? Andy's Girls Show at gmail.com or better yet. Are you drinking Love Boys secretly? I'm about to pop open my third I lover feel boy. Like, I think three times the charm. I think you should. <laughs> um, slide into my DMs and DM Demois and tell us where you like to go. I'll collect a list. I'll share it with okay, you. Okay, I know I know Bar Italia's one. That's on the Upper East mm-hmm. Side. I know, I've been there. Mm-hmm. That's like nothing like crazy. I know that she's been spotted there. Um, she's what Lagaloo's another one, but that's not really. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't really brand that. Um, Housewives, because I feel like it's just like an upper, like a fancy Upper East Side like place. Right, like Cipriani is Cipriani, a place that Ramona yeah. loves to go to and loves to tell us that she's gone to, and she gets like a comp chicken dish, and you know is glowing for months after. Um, I, I think that there there's like a difference between the places that the women may dine at, and then a place of significance to us as a community. Like these are the historical sites. We want the historical yeah. sites. Like, like Sushi Rock, that was a great one. Yep. I would love. I yes. would have loved to um, frequented Sushi Rock. You know where they used to go a lot in the beginning. Um, Philippe, which is an excellent restaurant. I don't know if that's still open. It was on. 50... 42nd? Oh. It was on Ma- it was off Madison Avenue. It was by Barney's. Um, okay. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, everything everything's dead. Maybe that's the problem. Everything's closed. I mean, the uh, there are places that I want to hear from people which are especially significant because Bravo just announced that BravoCon is coming back in October. Do you plan on going? This could be like a fun little thing for people to have this little, you know, here are the places to visit if you're in town. Do you plan on uh, attending? Do you think you'll come? No, I, I don't think I'll go to BravaCon, but I can't wait to hear all the scoop from all. I was actually talking to, um, God, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm drunk on Loverboy. I can't think of her. Account. I'm so happy that you're <laughs> trash. I'm so, it brings me so much joy. Um, I cannot even tell Oh my you. God. She's like my bestie. I can't even think of her name. Me? Bro- Who is it? <laughs> it's my second bestie. You and her. Oh my God. Okay, she has tell a Bravo me, account. Housewife? Uh, I mean, it's it's a Bravo account. So it could be um, uh, Bravo Betch, Bravo no. Over Brunch, Bravo Historian. No. Um, you know her. Uh Oh no, Bravo! She's um, gonna kill me. Hold on. Mainly Bravo. I gotta look uh, it up. I, I'm literally. I have. Like, you know her. There are dozens. No, no, no. You um, know her. She has a popular account. We were just talking about this because she she lives in like Kentucky or something, and I and she's going to BravoCon, and I said I would love to get a drink with you. Real moms love Bravo. No, but I love them. They're my third besties. Um. Oh my God. Oh come on! You know her. 
<gasps> Lucy on the ground. <laughs> no, she lives in Chicago. No, not Lucy. Best of Bravo. Best oh my God, Best of Bravo, Maggie. Maggie, yeah, that's yes. my girl. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there needs to be some sort of uh, some it's going to be it is going to be a wild weekend regard just to be in New York when it happens it's going to be a shit show well so you're going obviously right I hope to I was there for the first one I mean we'll see what, we'll what see does what... that mean like they sent do they send me a Bravo count ticket like how does that work for you guys so I was in a group of I don't know how many people it was like 20 something content creators who were called by the network certified Bravoholics. So we had this like private event at HQ um, at Rock Center and that's awesome. have been that's invited. So yeah, it was it was incredible and such an honor. Honestly, I got the email saying like certified Bravoholic and I lost my mind and they have been very supportive of me and Andy's girls and I'm incredibly appreciative. And so as um, as a part of being in that group, we were uh, we were gifted the gift of BravoCon, which was incredible and not even just attending, but we had like crazy VIP access. So it was like skipping all of the photo lines and like being the first person to like shoot the shit with Portia and Kenya like just wild moments it was on it's on honestly guys if I know it is a significant amount of money they haven't even told us what the prices are going to be or whatever but it is it was an unbelievable experience I had a small a very small part in it I was on a panel with um faces by Bravo and Bravo Batch where we talked about our you know shared uh obsession with obviously all things Bravo and um I it was it's an incredible experience I think everybody that went we are proselytizing to everyone who hasn't just to say if you have the chance to go you it, you will not regret going if you can do it if it's safe for you you know let's see where we are in October and you can afford to do it um I heard from friends who had like single passes who regret not going for the full weekend which I think is an indicator of how amazing it is and we'll I mean I don't know in what capacity I will hopefully attend I hope to attend we'll see what happens I mean yeah, well, I really don't I hope know you give me the scoop. I don't know you, you attend oh you know I will give me the scoop I can't oh wait to hear God. all about it. Oh, I a hundred. You will be the uh, very first person DMs <laughs> I slide into. Um, Jimwat, tell the people where to follow you. And first, they should go fuck themselves if they don't already know. But <laughs> if they don't, if they don't, tell them how to follow you. Talk about your merch if you can. Well, my um, merch is over. The merch no, is second done. drop. It's second done. drop done. Done. Yeah, it's a limited drop. So it's mm. not available anymore and oh drop three won't be for a really, really long time. Doing wow. merch is a lot of work. It's not, yeah, I it's a lot of work. I it's cannot, not yeah. just throwing something up there and hoping yep. it sticks. It's like making sure it's perfect, like having it designed, mm -hmm. working with the manufacturer, mm -hmm. you know, putting everything on the website. So mm -hmm. um, it's not, Drop three is not going to be for a very, 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 very long time. But it went really well, and I appreciate everyone's support. And you can find me on Instagram at D-E-U-S-M-O-I. That's pronounced Demois. Um, I'm also on Twitter under Demois.world. 
and Clubhouse. It's Dumois.world. And I think that's it. Clubhouse, Twitter. Oh, fa- I have a Facebook group, but it's like kind of secret. Are you in it? Oh, I'm not I'm not on Facebook. Oh, you're I smart. Got rid of, Facebook, I can't like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, you're you're good. Save your mental health. Don't right? go on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Instagram DMs. I'm like, all right, I'm closing up shop. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard. It's like it it's like hard. really sucks a lot of energy mm-hmm. out of you. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like really, really fun to connect with people who are really nice and positive and share the same interests as you. So mm-hmm. it's like a double-edged sword sometimes, which I'm sure you I can relate to. Completely agree. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Completely agree. And I have to say, speaking of community, I mean, I'm a happy and proud member of the Jim Wall community, and I'm so excited that you're now a member of the Andy Scrolls oh, community thank because you. you're so incredible. And you have, you know, Jim Wall was very important to me. It still is, but certainly at the height of COVID, when I was just looking for a little bit of light and a lot of darkness and. Yeah. Uh, Demois was that escape and still is in many ways. Um, I've slid into your DMs when I've had random fucking sightings um, of wild and crazy shit. And I will continue to do so. And guys, make sure that you are also uh, DMing Demois all things good. And I'm going to put up an Instagram story tomorrow, which aka today, when this episode goes out for you to shoot me your uh new york faves the moments that you find are historic for new york housewives and um that would be amazing on instagram at dame galley as always uh slide into my dms or email andy's girls show at gmail.com with your satchels of gold jamal a total (laughs) pleasure i'm obsessed with you i want to sort of take can i take a selfie of the um screen because yeah. I like that it's literally guys I cannot see Demois. It's literally oh wait, how does how does selfies work? I'm an elder. <gasps> That's terrible. <laughs> um so it's cute. literally a zoom screen of me looking at myself. Number one favorite thing to do and a screen that says duh, which I'm very into. Um Demois, I die for you. You're welcome back to Andy's girls anytime. We have Thank to talk you. about Beverly Hills. I know like, we ASAP. didn't talk about so much I feel like well I did I, I just want to say thank you. I said I did have a hard stop at dying because I'm dying to watch New York. So. Yeah, you got to go. You but we go. could have talked for like another hour about oh, a million things. So, yeah, definitely come back. And thank you for having me. You're a doll. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And guys, hopefully stay safe, stay sane, get vaccinated if you can. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.